I do believe God gave me a word and I'm going to share that because I, I always go before the Lord uh, and ask him. Uh, and I say to the Lord, Lord, speak to me so that I can share your word. Uh, I, I believe God gave me a word, but why don't we just pray? I do have a habit of asking you to take your Bible or a phone that has got a Bible lifted up above you. And you say this after me, Lord Jesus. Come on, I don't hear you. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us. We want to hear your voice. And the voice of men is never going to bring us to a place of divine fulfillment. I pray that you will take control of my lips, my mouth, and my heart, and my mind. You will speak through me. The children here will listen. I pray those who are watching online, later part in the social media, will be touched by your presence. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, this whole year, the Holy Spirit spoke to us that we will camp in the book of Acts. So, because the reason why, because we, we, we felt in our heart that we are not going to do church, we're going to be the church. And, uh, and, and some of you felt that you're not ready. And some of you were like, oh, let's do this. And some of you like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And so as I was seeking the Lord last year, the Lord said, take a year, teach them, impart what I'm imparting to you, to them so that everybody will become my disciple, Jesus's disciple, not my disciple, Jesus' disciple. And following your God willing 2024, you will continue to be the church. So that's why we are gathering all the 52 Sundays. Okay. I want you to, if you can't be here, I want end the week, somehow you can listen to this so that you know there is a continuity of what God is doing in this year in 2023 in Papa's house. So I know some of you are working, you have to travel and maybe on call or some obligations that you can't be here. I understand that. But at least you spend some time, it's 30, 40 minutes on YouTube or in a podcast or on, on SoundCloud or iTunes that you can listen to what God is doing. So we are continuing. We last three weeks we talked from Acts chapter one. We dwelled there for a couple of weeks. Last week we talked from Acts chapter two. Only five verses we picked it, and this week we'll pick it up again from Acts chapter two. We probably will spend another week or two in Acts chapter two because there is so much masala to dig and eat from it. I mean, it's a juicy part of the scripture. I want to eat from it. Don't you want to eat from it? I mean, I know we're going to eat biryani and chicken 65 and the, the salads and desserts. I mean, three desserts are there. I mean, don't think about calories today. So, but we're going to eat from, from the word. So the topic this morning goes like this, from bozos to bezos. <laughs> I mean, from bozos to Bezos. Turn to someone and say this topic. From Bozo to Bezos. You know from you know what is a Bozo? We all know it's an American slang for an insignificant man or a stupid fellow to Bezos, which is Jeff Bezos in a most significant man. So everybody here at least once bought something in Amazon. Yes or no? Some of you camp in Amazon. That's a different story. <laughs> so, Sam, uh, I know you. But, you know, some of you are like, man, if there is no Amazon, 
that's the end of the world today. So, so from Bozos to Bezos, and that's the idea behind from obscurity to light, national spotlight, and that's what's happening. And I just give you a little bit of preview what we've been talking about. On the 31st night, the Holy Spirit downloaded to us a word that's going to be an underlining verse for this entire year. Zechariah 4, 6. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. So that's what we are holding on. Okay, There is going to be time where our might may not be so powerful. There will be a time where our power will be weak. But we're going to hold on to the silver lining. What is that silver lining? But my, my spirit, says the Lord. We're going to hold on to that. So, and we, and we felt in our heart, the Lord said it's going to be a supernatural church. And I've said this many times, supernatural church gives room to the spirit's influence. So this year, we will give room to the spirit's influence. Supernatural church is led by the spirit of God. So we will allow the spirit of God to lead us, not by what we see, what we understand. Sometimes what we see and what we understand may look good, but deep inside, it may be different. So we will allow and be the supernatural church by being the, that leaning more on the Lord for direction. You know, and we will live and do things that are naturally impossible or comprehend to, comprehend to uh, explain. So that's what the supernatural church is supposed to live. Now, I want to read a couple of verses. So today we will, we will uh, just camp in the book of Acts chapter 2 from verse 5, because that's where we left last week, to 15. Okay, And I'm reading from Amplified Version. And you will see there some highlighted different colors on the screen. That's to give you an extra emphasize of what's going on there it's up on the screen let's uh, let's read okay now there were jews living in jerusalem devout and god-fearing men and the greek word for god-fearing men is andreas okay uh, which basically includes both ladies and gentlemen okay from every nation and under heaven and when the sound was heard okay a crowd and what was the crowd? The crowd who were devout and God-fearing men. Okay, When we talk about crowd, that's what God-fearing, devout men. I will explain to you why I highlighted that in a moment. Gathered and they were bewildered because each one was hearing those in the upper room speaking in his own language or dialect. And I had a privilege, we had a privilege five years ago to go and run a Holy Spirit conference in the upper room where in Jerusalem. And we were praying for people and people got filled with the Holy Spirit in the same upper room. That's what they believe. And we don't know exactly, but the archaeologists and all of these guys, they think this is the upper room. So our prayer is in September or late September, early October, as a Papa's house, we are praying for a mission trip to Israel. So I'm telling in advance, so you can put away your part of your money so that we can all go to Israel. And maybe some of you can get baptized, not again, because that's a tradition there. Your mother or sister will understand my Tamil. So, you know, so that's not the point. You understand? So I remember that that's my prayer. We're going to have one national outreach and also one international outreach. Okay, we have contacts there and they are coming down in August here and then we will, God willing, go in September, end of September or early October, which is a beautiful season to go there. And you can literally swim on Dead Sea. 
which basically you will float there <laughs> because nothing you can never get sink no matter how heavy you are mm. anyway so when the sound was heard the crowd who are the crowd devout and god fearing men gathered and they were bewildered because each one hearing those in the upper room speaking in his own language or dialect they the crowd devout and god fearing men were completely astonished saying look are all not these who are speaking galileans then how is it each of us hears in our own language or native dialect among us there are there are like 15 of them parthians medes elamites mesopotamia judea cappadocia pontus asia minor phrygia pamphylia some weird names you know and goes all the way up to 11 cretans and arabs we crowd that's the devout and god fearing men all hear them speaking in our native tongues about the mighty works of god now pause here a little bit in the beginning of the bible story you know tower of babel genesis 11 you might see that on the screen what was going on there they wanted to be gathered together against the purpose of god to build a tower to reach to heavens on their terms that's called religion what is religion religion tells i can reach to god on my terms if you read genesis 11 you will see they said to themselves <clears throat> let us build a tower that will reach up to the heavens to god let us that was never the design of god you can never reach god on your terms religion has tried and is still trying and miserably failing okay so but the curse of genesis 11 what was the curse god scattered now fast forwarded that curse is broken what is that god is giving them a pure language speaking in tongues is not for pentecostals or weirdos speaking in tongues is a new pure language the holy spirit gives to us do you know you can never curse in tongues try you can never but the first time you learn another language what is the lang word you learn <coughs> i know two faithful people are saying yes charles i agree with you the rest of you like super holy hmm? come on i learned the first thing i learned in hindi i don't want to say that learned in spain spanish learned in portuguese you know learned in korean i had a korean friend and she taught me stay some i can't say this but it still i remember some of you looking at like charles you are a sinner hmm? but in tongues it's the most purest language so genesis 11 curse happened acts 211 the curse is cancelled pure language comes this is beautiful look at this what's happening and the crowd devout god fearing men were beside themselves with amazement and greatly perplexed saying to one another what could this mean and others which is again the crowd devout god fearing men were laughing and joking and ridiculing them saying they are full of sweet wine and are drunk but peter standing with the eleven okay and there is a reason why he stand okay i'll explain to you in a moment raised his voice addressed them men of judea all of you who live in jerusalem let this be explained to you listen closely and pay attention to what i say these people are not drunk as you assume for it is only third hour of the day 9 am and if it was in tamil nadu peter would have added one more line 
Tasmak is not open at nine o'clock. Yes, brother. I don't know what is Tasmak. You guys are the most holy people. Lord, save me. You know. <laughs> so, so, so Tasmak is not opened at nine o'clock. Nine twenty-five they open. Anyway, so this is what Peter would have said. But what is the nine o'clock? It is the Jewish morning prayer time. Okay, so now let's get this into uh, perspective. Now, before we go any further, I want you to pay attention. The things that are highlighted here, we're going to dig some of those. Peter stood up. Okay, why he has to stand up? Because one of the things, if you get caught in America, drunk and dry, what do they do? The cops will ask you to get out of the car, and they will say, "Walk straight." With your hands, have you, I mean, I'm not asking you if you've done it or not, but I've seen plenty of, you know, YouTube videos. They'll ask you to walk on the line because if you wobble around, they know, you know, and they'll have this birth, breath test. They'll give you a little, even in Spain, they have this. They have a little uh, thing you have to pour. You have, they stick it in a, in a machine. You breathe over it. And then in the reading, if it goes more than 0.25, you are actually you know, intoxicated. In Tamil Nadu, it's different. The cop comes, puts his face, and he says, Udu, nalla udu. <laughs> so it's a different, we, we do it in our own way. We are 3,000 years called culture. So we have our own way of doing it. So, but the point of the matter is, we, we, they'll ask you to do things that a sober person would do. Okay, so that's why Peter stood up. But this Peter was not the same Peter. It was a different Peter before the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We will come to that in a moment. Now, I want you to know, when we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want you to understand this. This Bible is the word of God. We understand that. We know that this Bible is like an engine. But Holy Spirit is like a fuel to start the engine. Okay, that's why Ephesians 1.18, I read that in Tamil, I learned this, my, grand, my grandpa, my, my grandmother taught me this. What does that mean? Let the eyes of understanding be enlightened to know the mysteries hidden in the world. Amen. So Ephesians 1.18, so I teach that to my kids. They are now in the Corinthians. So they have started off from Proverbs and then Psalms. Now they're finishing and the Gospels. Now they're reading. And every day uh, with their Spanish-English accent, Isaac leads Asha into prayer. And then he starts reading. So this is the prayer. So what is that prayer? The prayer is the, the Holy Spirit is like a fuel that will help you to read the word. Otherwise, if you keep the Holy Spirit away and you read this word, you will read it academically. You will read it historically. You will read it philosophically. That way, that's why people say, I like Jesus, I like Buddha, I like Gandhi. They put them all in the same category. Why? Because Jesus said, love your neighbor. Buddha said, don't desire anything. And Gandhi said, you know, Satyakraga, you know, go an extra mile. So we put them on the same category. Why? The fuel is not there. What is there? Your mind is trying to understand the spirit matter. That's why it's so important. The Holy Spirit needs 
to be imparted in you. That's what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit to know the word. I wrote down here a couple of statements. Let's go. It's up in the screen probably. Uh, Bible is the engine. Holy Spirit is the fuel that starts the engine. Bible is not the end. It's a means to the end. Reading the Bible is not the goal of our lives. Reading the Bible so that we can get to know the God of the Bible. Amen. Sometimes we think, I've read the Bible. See, the problem with Christianity, so even A.W. Tozer, C.S. Lewis says, and I think C.S. Lewis in the, what was that book? I, I keep forgetting, where the devils talk to one another. Screw type letters. Anybody read that book? It's screw type letters. It's a fabulous thing. And C.S. Lewis puts the words in the mouth of the, 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 the demons. And the bigger demon tells to the smaller demon, the one thing you need to do the Christians is keep them busy. Today, that's what we are. We are so busy that this is the least thing that we even touch to. And I'm not here to point anyone's finger, but this is the reality of our lives. So Holy Spirit is, is, is the reason why we read the Bible so that we can arrive to that place of uh, knowing Jesus. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not speaking in tongues. It is the power of Jesus to do things we cannot do on our own. I spoke this last week in detail. Many times we think baptism of the Holy Spirit means I have to speak in tongues. By the way, how many of you speak in tongues? Can I see your hand? Yes, I see quite a few hands. Beautiful. Now, if you just speak in tongues, we arrived to a place what we say, oh, now we speak in tongues. He's a a little bit graduated Christian. We have in Christianity, that's the problem. We have milestones we have created. What is the first milestone? You need to get saved. Yes or no? Kandasami becomes Lurdasami, you know, because he got baptized. Second, baptism. Third, speaking in tongues. Fourth, you're part of the church. You bring your 10%. We have milestones. Fifth, marry a Christian girl. If she's not Christian, change her. Yes, you know, give her Priya, which is a beautiful name. Give her Esther, which is a pagan God's name. Baptize her and get married. You understand what I'm saying? We have milestones. So we judge people based on milestones. We ask them, which church you go? Okay. Are you saved? Baptize, speak in tongues. Okay, I've been to missions. So we graduate people based on milestones. But Bible is never, the Holy Spirit never intended you to... Go from milestone to milestone. It's your life. Intimacy with the Lord. That's not milestone. That is, that is your life poured out as a living sacrifice. That's like a three-fold cord cannot be easily broken. It's big difference. That's why we, we, we feel guilty not going to church on Sunday. Why? Because there is a milestone we put in our mind. Hello? Church does not start on Sunday. We are the church. Hello. Yes, it does make sense. Now, let's keep going. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not speaking in tongues. It is the power of Jesus to do things we cannot do on our own. Tongues help you as a fuel to the engine. But the goal is not just to speak in tongues, but to start the engine to arrive to the destination. Okay. So when I speak in tongues, I'm not speaking to prove to anyone that I have arrived another level of my spiritual destiny. It is to make me the engine to run. Imagine 
I wrote down here, keep speaking in tongues without experiencing the baptism, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's like not pouring gasoline in the engine and trying to get to the destination. That's what so many rambling going on. The louder you are, hmm? we are planning to move the church to Paul Town. I don't know whether you, I told you or, you know, we are still fixing, negotiating some things. Hopefully, God willing, by next month, we will move there so that it will be easy access for many of you. And one of the things he asked, hopefully we are not so loud people. Because usually Pentecostals are known for, tell me, I mean, drum tempo will increase. The increase of the tempo, the anointing increase. Yes or no? But that's not there. It's where it is. It's not there. So we have, we have made a milestone saying, if you do that, the Holy Spirit has arrived. But the Holy Spirit's anointing is not for you to be louder and be lunatic. But the Holy Spirit's anointing is given you so that you can live the, like a power that is God, his son had when he lived in this earth to do things that you can never do on your own. Amen. Now, look at verse 14. But Peter, standing with eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Who was Peter? Let's look at Peter's lifestyle before the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 22. 55 to 62, you will see there, you will see when they were kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down, Peter sat down among them, a servant girl. Okay, here was Peter standing before thousands of people, 3000 got saved, that means more than 3000 people must be there to be get saved. So our scholars believe there must be at least 15,000 people must be gathered, five times more than what the people got saved. Now, Peter without the Holy Spirit's power, sat down to warm himself. Okay, A servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light, looking closely at him, said, this man also was with him. He denied saying, woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else saw him and said, you're also one of them. Peter said, man, I am not. After an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, certainly this man also was with him, for he too is Galilean. And Peter said, man, I do not know what you are talking about. Matthew records it differently. Matthew says, he cursed profanely at that man. Okay. Here was Peter, after the Holy Spirit, filled his language became pure. He stood up and addressed. Before the anointing of the Holy Spirit came, he cursed. He was with Jesus. He saw the miracles. You, you understand what I'm saying? He was there seeing every bit of it. But here was Peter. Man, I do not know what you're talking about. You look at the other Gospels. Matthew says he cursed profanely. The, the, the Passion Translation says, immediately as he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And you know the story. The Lord turned and looked down on Peter. Peter, remember the saying of the Lord, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. He wet, went out and wept bitterly. Look at John 21. He records a different story of Peter. He records a story where it says, I'm going out to fish. Hmm. When, when this has happened, after Jesus died, he rose again. He went and saw the he went and saw the tomb where it was empty. You, you got the story, right? And then he, there was no tomb. There was nobody was there. He went back. 
they were scared. Look at what Peter is saying. I'm going out to fish. Simon Peter told him, they said, well, go, we will go with you. And they went out, got into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. Now, I want you to pay attention. The next seven statements I'm going to make, it's up in the screen. From denial to chicken out, to stand firm, raising his voice to address boldly what happened. A guy, a servant girl confronted him. He started cursing. And here he was standing in front of the 15,000 people. And he said loudly, passion translation says he shouted at them and said, quiet. And then he addressed, okay, from Bozo to Bezos. How did it happen? From obscurity to spotlight. How did it happen? From cursing to curse breaking. How did it happen? From catching nothing to see 3,000 people getting saved in one sermon. How did it happen? From being afraid to be called Jesus' disciple to people try to keep their sick bodies, unclean spirits, that the shadow of Peter would fall on them. That's in Acts chapter 5. All who were touched by the shadow got healed. How did it happen? Can you imagine? This guy was a bozo. He literally had, you know, no nerve to stand for Jesus. Sometimes we chicken out, right? In the times when, when we want to stand firm, we chicken out. I have done that many times. Sometimes I feel like, man, I, I cannot. I want to be politically correct. We try to be nice to people and we kind of chicken out. From that lifestyle to a person who goes before the crowd and he says, hey guys, quiet. There is something I want to tell you. We are not drunk. It's only nine o'clock. It's a Jewish morning prayer time. What's happening there? The overwhelming answer is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. No one can take credit for it. My prayer for you is this, that we will have that baptism of the Holy Spirit inside of us. And that is not just to speak in tongues, to prove to others that I am better than you. That is not to be louder in the church so that people can look at and say, wow, they are spirit-filled church. What is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It's the power of Jesus that en enables us to do things that we can never, ever do on our natural strength. Don't you want that? I want that. I want that not just on Sundays. Not just to give you a 40 minutes nice sermon. I want that every moment of my life. I want that when I do mundane stuff. I, we are putting a cattle shed here. You know, I want that in that place, the power of the Holy Spirit to come. To give me excellent spirit so that I can do things that will bring glory to his name. I want that when I am cooking. I cooked biryani 6 o'clock this morning for you. I want that the power of the Holy Spirit to come in such a way that I'll bring out the tastiest dish for you. Does that make sense? It's, it's, we have segregated the gospel. We have made the gospel looks like it's for an event on a particular day for a particular thing for a particular people group. And then the rest of them are subordinates. That is never the design of the Lord. The design of the Lord is every single person being filled with the Holy Spirit, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's two things are important. What is that? Spirit in me, spirit upon me. Spirit in me, 1 John 2.27, brought me to Jesus. Spirit upon me, Isaiah 61. What is that? Empowers me to be like Jesus. Spirit in you, brought you to Jesus. Who brought you to Jesus? Not your grandmother. Maybe she was used as a tool. Who brought you to Jesus? Holy Spirit. Who empowered you? It's the Holy Spirit. To be who? 
like Jesus. Come on, church. Amen. I mean, the phone is saying amen. Huh? Anyway, so it is not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. It is not academics, but by my intimacy. It is not by achieving milestones, but by spending time with the lover of your soul. And the next, next thing I want to read for you is from A.W. Tozer. Listen carefully. He wrote this in the early 20th century. Okay. This guy never saw Instagram, TikTok. He never saw smartphone. People were smart. Phones were dumb those days. <laughs> now it's the other way around. <laughs> and we keep upgrading our smartphones and we're getting dumber and dumber. Anyway, that's a different story. Now, the universal tragedy, listen, listen to what he's saying, A.W. Tozer. The universal tragedy in the church is that we have failed to give time to cultivate, to know Jesus in our lives. You can be strong or weak depending on how much time you spend cultivating to know Jesus. That does not come by activity program, but by intimacy presence in our lives. You can never add anything to it, isn't it? What is the universal tragedy? We have so many programs. Men's gathering, women's gathering, young kids, we call it young saints. Young, you know, we have fancy names, fancy programs. We say pizza after the service, biryani after the service, free transportation. We bring people from, you know, we woo people to get inside those four walls. Still, people are not Jeff Bezos. They are still Bozos. Why? Because there is fundamentally we lost one thing. What is that? We have turned this into a magic book that if you do this, arrive this milestone, then you grow from one milestone to another milestone. It's never meant to be like this. This is meant to live a lifestyle where you and Jesus are intertwined intimacy. That's why people still come to church and feel depressed. Still people come to church, feel suicidal. Still people come to church, have porn addiction. People still come to church, living in obesity. People still come to church, swiping credit card after credit card. Why? Because it is the power of the gospel has not transformed them inside out. It has only fixed them a behavioral modification. Religion focuses on external behavior modification. Kingdom focuses on heart transformation. Does it make sense? Amen. That's the book of Acts. That's what we are reading here. Now, I'll, I'll read this to you. Again, the universal tragedy in the church is that we fail to give time to cultivate to know Jesus. How can you cultivate to know Jesus when we don't spend time with God? And when we think the only time we spend with God is that 40 minutes reading the Bible on Sunday when the pastor opens the Bible, I open. You know, the one particular church believes that Believers cannot open the Bible. Do you know that? Only the priest have the authority to open the Bible and read for you. I don't want to tell the denominations of the church. So they, they made, literally made them illiterate. So, But this is the point I want to encourage you. Look at me. Turn with me to Psalms 119, 15 and 16. It's up in the screen. And it's so beautiful. This is before the anointing of the Holy Spirit. David writes this. And look what he's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, in, before Jesus arrived, came. He didn't dwell. He manifested and he left. Because there was no pure residence. Okay. After Jesus, the blood of Jesus washed, the Holy Spirit, John 1.32 says, the Holy Spirit came and remained on Jesus. So through Jesus, Holy Spirit what? He remains on us. 
It doesn't come and go. It remains. That's why Holy Spirit did not stay on Samson forever. It just came, accomplished the job and left. You and me have a beautiful opportunity to host Jesus' spirit. What is that? Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, look at the psalmist, how he's writing. Four things he writes. I will meditate on your precepts. Can we read this? All of us together. It's up on the screen. Put all the four together. Yes. Okay. Let's do one, two, three. I will meditate on your precepts. I will consider your ways. I will delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. One more time. Can we read it up in the screen? I will meditate on your precepts. I will consider your ways. I will delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. These four, we can speak each one for another 40 minutes. Because the four amazing juicy stuff are there. Meditate on your precepts. What is precepts? It's the mind of God over people. Okay, when God created us, there is an original design. So this guy says, I will meditate on your original design. Ever, ever thought to sit and say, God, what is your original design for my life? We go to our auntie, uncle, who don't even know the, their original design and we ask them what we should do. <laughs> and as broken they are, they're going to give us broken advice. That's why in India, there is one thing that is never lacks is what? Advice. Anyway, I don't want to be drifting. I will consider your ways. Hosea 9.14 says, sorry, 14.9 says, the ways of the Lord are always right. Okay, have you ever considered, God, what's your way? I know I'm going this way. It's having so many challenges. I'm not saying go, ways of the Lord will not bring challenge. Okay, It's going to be even more challenging, but he's there with you. Amen. Number three, I will delight in your decrease, loss. That means that you take delight. Why God said no to certain things? It's not to make you feel suffer. It's to enjoy in the beauty of what he has designed for us. You know, and, and this is my prayer for all of us. I will not neglect your word. What does that mean? That means the the word of God is my primary foundation on which I stand. The most important opinion is the opinion of God in my life. That means I am going to lean more on the word, less on the opinion of others or the words of others. Today, we, we kind of juggle around. Whichever we feel good, we take it. But sometimes the Lord says, no, don't do this. Absolutely no. I don't want you to get into this. You know, when we were in, in States, uh, after the accident, the, they, one lady gave us a number, says WIC, woman, infant, and child. And he says, call this. I see you guys are struggling. Call this. We called. And uh, I can say this uh, boldly because the Lord's hand was very clear on that situation. When we called, they asked us, where are you from? I said, from India. My wife is from Spain. We came here. We got into an accident. We are stuck here. Oh, doesn't matter. Come. I feel so sad for you. Come to our office. I said, why? If you come and you declare in a written paper that I am poor and broke and I need help, they will give us weekly $400 for the child. Apart from that, they will give us a child car seat. 
they'll ask us how many times in a week you go out and eat i said we hardly go out and eat somebody gave us a rice bag 25 kilos and dal that's what we had we creatively cooked different kinds of thank god for youtube you know so so we made it a simple canned you know canned corn beef and canned tuna you know my wife hated all those meals i cooked for her but we, we that's what we could afford so weekly for and he said if you say three times in a week i go out and eat we will add that and give you as a voucher but you need to declare in writing that i am poor and broke okay i came home 400 dollars a week my times 82 you do the math okay apart from your eating out then they will give you child you know diapers and milk powder and you know all the bottles and you know to suck the milk and to you know everything they are going to give you all you need to do is what i am poor and broke went to the lord you know how our people pray some of you might have prayed this lord you know i am a insect now or puchi andavare so i before went before the lord i said lord this must be beautiful what a divine provision because i can't take offering from here because the offerings that comes here we never take salary it sustains the ministry here and we send out we have missionaries that we support so i can't and i can't go around and ask my people to support me for where what i said lord and the lord said are you poor are you broke lord you know my situation like peter you know we have such an amazing scriptures to pull out do you love me you know lord <laughs> the devil knows more bible but the only problem with devil is is not filled with the holy spirit you understand so you can quote scriptures so lord you know and he said to me i know i you know that i know but i am asking you are you broke are you poor lord in christ i am not broke and poor go and tell them lord 400 dollars plus these incentives my wife and me were praying and the holy spirit said stand firm on my word they kept calling my phone number they kept calling mr victor we are ready to give you just need one signature on this i said ma'am because in america you do ma'am sir all those weird stuff so i said ma'am i am broke but in christ i am not broke she said we are also christian i am from this church and she explained her church membership i said i can't plus on the top of it i am a visiting person i don't pay tax here no we don't worry about that we give for any aliens you know you have a different government now you know and i said no they kept pestering us for two weeks finally they gave up and i start to cut the call and we were so literally naturally broke we stood in the firmness of the lord we tell you we are here we owe nothing am i broke he takes care what is that i will not forget or neglect your word what was the word i still remember there are moments god speaks to you and you remember the place right jacob goes he had this encounter he calls us bethel right he comes back again god encounters his kill el bethel it's the god's house of the god 
Okay, you have moments like this. I was upstairs in my in our terrace, walking around, praying. In the one corner, I was standing there. I heard this Lord voice divinely. This was before we went even to states. It was in September. I heard this voice, divine, miraculous, supernatural provision and protection going to come upon your life. I heard this. Okay. Divine, miraculous, supernatural provision and protection. Now, this, the word that I received, and I have another word. What is that word? We will give you. But which one you want to stand? His word is our life. This is what Psalm is saying. I will meditate on your precepts. I will consider your ways. I will delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. My brothers and sisters, the Lord has spoken to you. You know, he has already spoken to you. You are waiting for another confirmation. No, he has already spoken to you. Stand on it. He will take care of the rest. I am prophesying to you right now. Some of you are under the hearing the voice. He has already spoken to you. Don't wait for another green signal or red signal. Just stand firm on that. The rest will follow. The rest will follow. We were in Dubai on the way to States. We arrived there and we have to do the scan. We don't know how. You know, the person said it's 300 grams just to do the scan plus hospital. 500 grams, just like that. Okay. We arrived. There's the lady, Malu doctor. She was asking from the, the, this, this, uh, the com, you know, most common uh, uh, hospitals that they have chain all over. She asked, what are you doing in India? She said, I'm just a missionary serving the Lord. So, okay, blah, blah, blah. I gave my book, walked out. This nurse coming after us. Sir, sir, sir. Madam already paid. What do you hold on to? Divine, miraculous, supernatural provision and protection. And the people who took us from the ambulance to the hospital, they said, I don't know how you survived. We were kicked out. Our car was jumped, literally put into the other lane. We don't know how. We got saved. We are still alive. Beautiful baby was born like her mother. Amen. Divine, supernatural, miraculous provision. Hold on to the word. Now, next five more minutes, I'm going to wrap it up. I wrote down here seven things. It's going to go quick. How are we going to be baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit? Number one, it is an experience to be desired. You got to, you got to desire that. I want to experience this power of the Holy Spirit. I don't want just to live a mundane, you know, managing lifestyle. We are not managers. Christians are not managers. They are leaders. Why? The Spirit in us leads us into all truth, not manages in all truth. Cannot juggle around. Acts 19 says, he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed on Jesus as the Christ? They said, no, we have never heard that there is a Holy Spirit. The tragedy of the church is that we neglect the power of Jesus, which is the Holy Spirit. We say, oh, I come from this Baptist background. I come from this Lutheran background. For me, brother, I'm more into the word. I'm, and then we criticize others. The Holy Spirit people, who Pentecostals, they say, these guys are not filled. And they are saying, you guys get filled, but your still character doesn't change. So we kind of bite each other. My brothers and sisters, let's move away all the doctrines and the and the, and the denominations go into the world. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I need it. Every single moment. I tell you the story. It's a beautiful story. When we wanted to get the papers registered. They asked us 30,000 rupees. He said, old guy. 
he will uh, old panchayat leader is not even current panchayat leader he will say i will go and sign for from him and i will put a wrong old date and file your copy i said no we didn't build that it was 2015 he says we'll show it like you built it in 2015 so 2015 we didn't even had a thought about building this so he left came back again he said 80000 rupees if you give i will bribe all those people and come back i said no on that day i was about to write 50000 advance check the holy spirit said stand on my promise i tore the check left it i went back to him i'm not giving you bribe okay i spoke this to some of you you might know what i'm going saying this so it's not a new story and and then he says okay if you do this i'm going to send you the original how much it's going to cost he sent me for 3 lakhs taxes he hyped hit and he gave i kept it and i said lord i cannot do this we don't have that money it went almost 9 months it's in the bible just praying said lord i don't know what to do okay one day the holy spirit said i have given you favor in the local panchayat leader go and meet him on the christmas day we took the cake and a tamil bible i went to his home me and patrick we went went to his home he was not there she was there i said this is a cake ma ipa saapradrathukku this is a bible saapradhuney irukrathuk this will go in two days fire seriyala poyirum this one will sustain you okay okay coffee saapradringa no 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 i don't need any coffee you know yeah. so i just left a week later i called him he said yes come to my office he called the same clerk and he says ayya vandirkaru என்ன கேட்கிறாரோ அதன்படி செஞ்சு கொடுத்துட்டு ஒரு காசு வாங்காதேட் and two days in from now we will get it all 100% without bribe i will meditate on your precepts i will consider your ways i will not forget your word isn't it beautiful i had i had you know one of my our friends called from spain and said you know what go just pay it god sees your heart i called my well-wishers and they said charles god knows your heart just pay it but deep down in your heart i need the anointing of the holy spirit he opened doors miraculously come on you can say one hallelujah it's a good story amen number 2 it is a privilege to be enjoyed though we are not worthy to receive that's the reality so anointing of the holy spirit the baptism of the holy spirit it's not because you are holy he fills it we misunderstand that Holy Spirit is the only reason you become holy. Hello. We think if I am holy, I can receive him. That's religion. He makes you holy. Amen. He is your identity. What is your role? Being available. Number three, it is a power to endure and to witness. The same brother in front of me said, You can never buy this. permission is he, he shouted at me i'm going to send a notice legal notice you built it without the knowledge because all because of that the same person 
God is my witness. I drive in the car. He comes out. He says, Ayya, check. He buys it. Thank you, Ayya. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes his enemies to be at peace with him. Get the point? Baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's not just speaking in tongues. I do speak in tongues. I encourage you to speak in tongues. I'm going to pray for you to speak in tongues. Why? Because it is the fuel to the engine. But the engine is to start not to just keep you idle, to get to the destination. What is that? To be like Christ. Amen. Number four, it is a command to be obeyed. See, this guy, Peter, he was a bozo. He chickened out. He ran out. One little servant girl confronted him. He said, I don't even know. He profanely cursed. And this guy who was a bozo become a bezos, figuratively speaking, because he obeyed. What was the obedience? He stayed put. Sometimes God will ask you to stay put under somebody. Sometimes God will ask you to say, you know what, submit to this leadership. Sometimes God will ask you to be accountable to this person. And you say, Lord, no, if I share this, people will think I'm bad. They will judge me. No, 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 no. If you stay under and stay obedient, submit to the leadership, submit to the obedience of the Lord or the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Manifestation happens. It is a promise to be claimed. Number six, it is a gift to be received. These are the scriptures. You can take even a picture of that. Meditate on that. It's from the book of Acts. Can you imagine how, how juicy this book is? It's amazing. Every time you read this, I'm like, the, during the corona time, lockdown time, I read several times. And I never got bored. Every time you read, it was like, wow, this is the church I want to be part of. The church that I am part of is so far and drifted. Lord, bring, build your church in Papa's house. Amen. Our goal is not to be the biggest and the brightest. Our goal is to become a vessel where Jesus can pour out his glory and trust us with his presence. Can Jesus trust us with his presence? That's my prayer for you and me. Amen. Big, bigger, brighter. That's all his job. He will do it. Our job. Lord, here I am. Trust me. Trust me with a little. I want to pray with you. The last but not the least, it says it's a blessing to be sought. You know, there are 7,847 promises are there. No, there is one promise that we will never pray into. You know what is it promise? In this world, there will be a lot of trouble. Have you ever got up in the morning and you said, Lord, I pray this on my wife. Maybe you would have said, Lord, I pray this over my mother-in-law. That You might have done that. You know? <laughs> anyway, anyway, I cannot look at some people's eyes here because they are like, oh, Charles, you can read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. You know why Adam was the most lucky person? He had no mother-in-law. Anyway, my wife is like, you're going to sleep in the couch tonight, Charles. <laughs> my brothers and sisters, we are in a beautiful season. It's a beautiful season to know what's going on in this. My prayer is that we will get to know this precious God of this New Testament, especially the Acts. And we say, God, make me like one. I want to be an Acts church. And he, later part of the chapters you will read, it gets even more challenging, even more advancing and challenging. 
If you come to Acts chapter 5 and all, people get beaten up. But then they go back rejoicing. Rejoicing. Yesterday I was on a Zoom with a guy from Mozambique. He works under Irish ministry. Have anybody heard about Irish? Mama Heidi? And they have 20,000 churches planted. Okay. He is one of those head pastors who train those pastors. Okay. He happens to be my good friend's father-in-law. We work together in Viva. So Peter is name. So talking, he's saying the one thing that they focus in the Mozambique church. And I immediately said, Lord, I want, they are not sucked into the dogmas and the, you know, the, the denomination and the millennial or your pre-tribulation or post-tribulation or mid-tribulation. You know, the, those things, is Jesus going to come after this secret coming, second coming or mid or after, or there is no coming, you know, he's been telling for 2000 years. So, you know, he doesn't get into, they don't get into any of those Western church philosophies. And I was thinking, man, we got into that in Indian church because we've been sucked into those for 2000 years. And he said simply, they just take Jesus by his word and believe. And he gave one example. He was walking down and one pastor had a small field of cotton. And because of extreme mismanagement of soil and drought, the, the cotton was not yielding. And he was saying, what to do? He just went there. He prayed for that pastor who's got a little congregation. He's also got a side business. That's why we want to have cattle. Okay. Hello. You will see in Jesus' name, like 30, 30 goats, 50 cows. It's going to produce milk that's going to sustain some of the people in the village, poor kids. Amen. Come on. One amen. Thank you, Sister Mary. You see, amen. You need some encouragement in that. Amen. Why? Because the Lord said before Corona time, during the Corona time, he said, prepare my people for my coming and prepare them in every area. I ask, when I talk to you, I ask them, do you put away money, some money, savings? I've asked you. I mean, I don't ask you, do you shave? Because I'm not from that denomination. <laughs> I don't shave. So anyway, so this is the point. You get my point? So this is very important. I ask two things. Do you give or do you save? It's very important. So he went and prayed for this cotton field. Six months down the road, he went again visiting this pastor's house. He had up to the wall barrel of packed sacks of cotton packed. He asked them, what is this? He said, pastor, no, you will not believe. After you prayed, God healed my land. If my people repent, Healing in the land, First Chronicles 7.14. Healed my land and I actually filled all the sacks with cotton and I sold it. These are the leftovers. I have it here. Hello. Can you imagine this? And he says, these people take the God by the word. What do we do? We rationalize it. We think, ah, oh, it's not a work. We philosophize it. We logically interpret it. This, that's why Bill Johnson says there are two kinds of Christians in the church. Believers, believing believers and unbelieving believers. I want you to be part of the believing believers. Why don't we all stand up? I want to pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord.
Thank you. Benny, if you can come to the keys, share on YouTube, please, if that is possible. We're going we're gonna to spend some time in the presence of Jesus. And I want to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we exalt your name, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you will empower us with your power. Lord, you said to us, I've given you, when Adam was formed, you told Adam, I have given you the power, the domain, the power to take dominion and to be fruitful and multiply and cultivate the earth. And you said, after 2,000 years, after actually 4,000 years, you told when Jesus came on earth, don't go anywhere. Stay put. I'm going to clothe you with power, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, Peter was a bozo. Lord, you turned him to be the most prominent man, like a Bezos. You turned him to be a most significant man, the one who chickened out, the one who ran away, the one who, who, who was afraid, and one who cursed and profanely cursed at you. One who said, I'm going to go fishing and caught nothing. You turned him into a person of significance. Lord, here we are. Lord, we are not capable of doing your work with our own strength. But we need your anointing of the Holy Spirit. Come on, church. Cry out to God. I need your divine touch. I need your divine touch. I need, you don't need to beg because he knows. You just come to God with a heart full of thanks and you say, God, I thank you for your presence. I love your presence. I'm sorry for neglecting your word. I'm sorry for forgetting your precepts. I'm sorry for not considering your ways. I'm sorry for ignoring, ignoring your thoughts, not delighting in your decrees. I'm sorry, Lord. Lord, I choose to delight in your ways. I choose to consider. Lord, empower me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, say to Jesus. Here are some announcements. If you have missed any of our sermons, you can watch them by logging in on Papa's House through YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes and Facebook. We have a family support program where we support single mothers and their children by getting provisions through finances and opportunities to earn a livelihood through small businesses. Every Friday through our homeless feeding program, our team prepares and distributes food packets for homeless people in and around Velour. We would encourage you to join us in this program by either preparing or distributing food packets and also by considering making your generous contributions through your finances. If you consider yourself to be a part of Papa's house, then we would encourage you to send your tithes and offerings. 
but if you are visiting papa's house for a few occasions and led by the spirit and you feel that papa's house has made a difference in your spiritual life and your connection with christ you could consider sowing a small seed through an offering we would make sure it falls on the good soil so that it reaps a good reward from god you can find the details of the bank accounts and google pay should you decide to send in your offering to us we will intimate to you once we have received it also here are the links on how you can reach and follow us